This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And now Semenko out in front of the goal, pounding away at Joe Kocher, who's down on the ice, holding the back of his head. Um, you know, actually, what, what really surprised me, especially with Twitter being like Leaf Nation, was Grimson over Colt Nor. That actually, that voting really surprised me. I didn't think that would happen. Don't forget to catch the Fourth Line Voice Podcast wherever you find your podcast, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Mark Bergevin. And everybody goes on and on with the whole PK thing and blah, oh, and he hated him because he doesn't like fun and blah, blah, blah. I have heard from a few people that Mark Bergevin's hilarious. No, this guy was a riot. Yeah, he would uh, be at the bar and he's like, oh, I just had a penis colada. And the girls would like give a double take and be like, what? He's like, yeah, I had the penis colada. You know, I. it's not bad. You know, it's. Enforcer based podcasting wherever you get podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. you doing Corey? i'm okay um uh, i guess you know my little town's getting back to normal after the storm like you know it's only been one week but this is the first weekend since that we've had power so it's it's a little nice to be off and have power um not gonna lie air condition is amazing so <laughs> it's uh nice to finally have some certainty with our recording again too not having to worry about power outages. Oh my god, it was miserable. Eating so, your uh, data up. Yeah. Sorry about last week, folks, but um, we promised an episode. Whether what day it comes out, it'll. It is what it is. We grinded through it. We tried to make it happen for y'all. So we appreciate y'all uh, having a couple of days before having the episode. Um, but we're here, and I'm not going to say anything to jinx us. And <laughs> we're here. There it is. Um, What's up, dude? How we how we doing? I'm trying not to say anything that could cause a power outage. <laughs> uh, no, we're doing pretty good. You know, life's good up here in Canada. Fucking just chilling. It's actually been super fucking warm out lately. Like, why well, say warm? You'd probably be freezing. Like 15. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say. Though. So explain warm. What does warm in the fall feel like to y'all? Or is it just straight winter for y'all right now? I would say we're getting close to winter. Like all the leaves have fallen off the branches. Like there's no there's no leaves, at least in southern Ontario anymore. Um I'm trying to like, you know what, let me just get like a a Celsius to, to Fahrenheit compared it's, to um, a, it's plus thirty-five. <laughs> I got it. Um I am a bit smart. Um, so it is it is sixty point eight degrees Fahrenheit. That is like perfect weather it's fucking nice like but then like it like the other day it was like uh minus one and then it was like 15 the day after so shit's been kind of weird minus one is 30 30 degrees fahrenheit Hmm. so you know the temperature is a little bipolar but (laughs) It snowed the other day, actually. How much? Not enough to like stay on the ground, but like, well, actually, out like not like not where I live, but out in Guelph, which is like, I don't know, like fucking, want to say like three, four hours away from me. How far away is Guelph? Yeah, we'll say like I don't know, like three hours away from me. There, there was like a foot, a foot of snow, a solid foot of snow. So like it's getting cold in Canada. The uh, the snow is going to happen. Actually, it's not even three hours. It's like, oh geez, it's like an hour and a half. Yeah, about an hour and a half away from me, there was a foot of snow. So oh, I've never been. I don't think I've ever been in a foot of snow. 
I mean, it's it's kind of cold. Fair enough. It looks soft, but it's actually super wet. Like it, packed or just like wet? Well, there's different types of snow, Corey. Okay. You got your fucking, your fluffy snow, your powder. Powder, okay. If you ski, you'll know, you'll know what powder is. Okay. We have been, never mind. <laughs> you, you've been skiing? No. I was going to say, we have different types of powder down here. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we have beignet powder or beignet dust and Coke. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, powder is like your atypical, like, fucking, like, just beautiful snow. It, it looks soft. It's like. Is that like the one on. you make snow angels in? Mm. I don't you know could, anything yes. about snow, so just like bear with me. Yeah, and then you got your like your wet snow. That's what you that's what you, like you can't really make a snowball with powder. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, because it has nothing to bind it with. Well, yeah, you gotta melt it a little bit in your hand first, but like the like the snow that you make like a snowman with, that's like wet. And you like roll it up and it's awesome. And then you got your like your frozen Sometimes after it snows and it's wet, it'll get really cold that night, and then it'll just turn into like ice. So the snow is just rock hard. That's the biggest pain in the ass because as a kid, you run out to the yard and jump in the snow and just face plant. Buckles your fucking knees, like yeah, onto like an inch of ice. <laughs> it's miserable because it all looks the same, right? So it's like well, you like, can't really tell. I feel like you can tell the difference for sure, but when but you're as a like kid, maybe an you're not paying attention. You're fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't really, you don't really pay pay much attention. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've only um, I've only witnessed snow a couple times uh, growing up in like Tennessee for like Christmas. Well, really, the winters. I spend a lot of time in Tennessee. Um, and I guess where we were, it, it wasn't as snowy. See, that is so south to me, Tennessee. It, dude, it's not even that south. It's more of like mid east. Yeah, but it's like it's like the same north as Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> I'm that, just trying to picture that. To Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you're in the fucking north. Like, like you're the north of north that I know of. You're like, the north of north. <laughs> I can't compare anything in the U.S. to how north you are compared to the U.S. Like, a little difficult. Speaking of U.S. Canada comparisons, we were actually talking, as we usually do. It should come as no surprise. We planned to record at two o'clock, and we we started our recording at three thirty. It's 2.37 here, so oh, well, you're not you wrong for the U.S. listeners. <laughs> anyway, we were comparing. Well, you were asking me about, well, for starters, we uh, gone to the topic of Canada because of the tragic passing of Alex Trebek. Um, may he rest in peace. Canadian icon. I, I, I think, I don't mean to cut you off, right? I, I think that the word is like just universal icon. Like he was just as big of a, a patriarch down here as he was in Canada. Oh, but as I explained to you, um, <laughs> Canadians, we, if we have a celebrity uh, and he's Canadian, he or she, sorry, is Canadian. We, uh, yeah, we claim them. That is ours. He, okay. They're not yours. That, that, that's ours. <laughs> they're not yours. They're ours. I've yeah. shared many of memories with Alex Trebek uh, sitting with my grandparents while my parents worked. Like, See that that's nice, but he he's ours. He's ours. I'm not trying he's to take ours. him. I'm just saying that like he was a big part of my life growing up. Like, oh no, I I'm glad you're not trying to take him because because he's ours. But, all right, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh he was definitely a big big name, not just outside of um you know uh what he did, but um but like in the hockey community too. So and I guess it's just really nice that before his passing, he was able to um, make the selection for um, 
for Ottawa and in Jeopardy style. So it's like it, <laughs> not the biggest Ottawa fan. Um, but I thought that was cool. You know, like it was just like a little piece of my childhood watching him do that. So, yeah, it was good. And, you know, he was surrounded by family, so we can only wish that he passed away peacefully and uh, all the best to the Trebek family. Yeah, our condolences. Absolutely. Um, the man left a mark in the world um, and his legacy will probably never be forgotten. Um, I'm sure if Jeopardy's not on a streaming service, it will be soon. I think it's on Netflix. Dude, what a bop. If you're 90s, Pauly Shore uh, loved Alex Trebek and Jeopardy. So I'm sure there'll be a resurgency. <laughs> but on that note, sorry. Um, we were talking about it led to a conversation on poppies. You asked me because I guess poppies are not nearly as significant in the U S as they are in Canada. Um, and I explained to you the significance of poppies and I found it really interesting that, um, you know, something that like we hold so dear to us in Canada is for the most part unknown in the U S like it is a, I was explaining to you how we take a moment of silence and like, I honestly like, nine and 10 people has a poppy over their, their heart. Like right. it's pretty mainstream up here. And uh, going into it, like maybe, maybe it's just not just the U S in general, maybe like Northern States understand it a little bit more, but like in the South, like this is not something that like is talked about or just learned in school. Like we didn't learn anything about the poppy. So like, I literally just had an educated lesson on the poppy um, and going into it, I just knew that poppy seed muffins are delicious and what you could make with poppy. So that that is literally all I knew about it. I didn't really know um, what it meant to Canada. You know, even though I have Canadian friends and shit, thanks for like making me feel like I dropped the ball. But like <laughs> I, I know now. Right. And it's all about education. And I feel like every time I come on with Mason, this 18 year old man teaches me things that I should have been taught uh, in elementary school. <laughs> well, I mean, certainly about Canada. I don't know about other facets of life. But yeah, the poppy is huge in the Commonwealth countries like Ireland, UK, Canada. And, you know, the US is definitely, I would say, well, they're not in the Commonwealth. And I would say for the most part, maybe it might be a little like, unconscious of an effort but there's an effort to kind of distance itself from the commonwealth so that might be a part of it too but i do think that um and you know i think nothing proves it more than the recent u.s election that we just witnessed um canadians take a lot more interest in the u.s than the u.s takes in us so uh, we know a little bit more of what's going on down there because it affects us quite a bit and, you know, like with the recent federal election um, in which I think Joe Biden was just announced the winner yesterday, I believe. Um, so he is what they call I know him. there's like a concert controversy around it, but I, he is like the. Yeah, he's president elect, but there's still um, like never like the week of the election. Is it like he's the president? Like they're still going to go into stuff, but um they're going to, I believe there's going to be uh, a recount of like Pennsylvania and I think Georgia. Uh, I, I, truthfully, it's like I'm just growing up to the, I'm like at an age where this shit is becoming significant and like something that I guess growing up in the South isn't as, wasn't as made as important or maybe I was just too young to see the importance of it. Um, so, uh, as stupid as that sounds, um, we don't have a president. The, you know, the election is, I guess, still pending until uh, all of these recounts and whatever they're going to do happens. But uh, as far as what we have presently, uh, they have announced that Joe Biden is the president-elect. So, 
so yeah um that's a little bit of an explanation i didn't fully understand <laughs> the whole situation so i appreciate that it, it's, yeah, hard. It's, definitely... it's hard for me because like i don't fully understand what's going on and that's just my irresponsibility to take um politics as serious i guess um i like most americans that are young and you know maybe have things to do outside of worrying about politics so much uh you lean heavily on your friends that are political maybe not taking their beliefs but just being uh presented the knowledge of what's going on so that's kind of how i've viewed politics in the past i've just kind of rode the backs of my friends and not just like picking their side but just using them as a way of like like a google search tab you know letting them tell me <laughs> yeah. the information in a way that i could understand it fair enough and yeah like <laughs> politics can be obviously not something that we really want to discuss on a podcast we're not we're not taking any political stance here we're just talking about you know the election happened and that it was definitely interesting to see how involved um canadians were because you know it does affect us and you know maybe i think as you know canada grows and our bond with the u.s grows we might see um you know and as canadians like myself share you know these important holiday well not holidays but commemorations such as the poppy and remembrance day with you know friend friends like you who are american um there might be you know more understanding growing between us and i think it's in like you said it's important to always keep an open mind and learn about new things so yeah i'm glad that i have been able to share my knowledge about the poppy with you yeah i mean dude like truthfully it baffles me that like i know so little about the country to the north you know like we hear a lot about the country to our south but like i guess maybe because that we're in the south part of the u.s so you know learning about you know southern america is a little bit more you know president than canada but i just think it's silly that we didn't have like a universal north american just the americans history class growing up it's just kind of baffling but uh i get to learn it with a a new friend you know so it, it's always awesome just to learn something new so <laughs> definitely and like you said i think like geographic distance louisiana is a lot closer to mexico than it is to canada too yeah. It was interesting, just like we were discussing. You know, I don't know if the listeners are going to find this interesting at all, but I just thought it was interesting. We were just even just discussing like the differences in what roads are made of. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to explain, I had to explain why there's no concrete roads in Canada because it gets too fucking cold and they'll just crack and it's too expensive. It's like little differences like that because that's certainly not a fucking issue in Louisiana. I mean, you've got your own hurricane problems that we're not going to deal with but dude there's whole there's whole like twitters and facebooks and shit making fun of our roads like you can look up like nola nola potholes and you you could have like a thread group of like people just capturing people bottoming out in like the worst streets you've ever seen imaginable like <laughs> like louisiana has every type of road ever created in history from just dirt to sophisticated concrete you know like we we've even in my little parish we've gone from concrete to asphalt to concrete over the asphalt to um breaking the concrete um chiseling off the asphalt and putting brand new asphalt down oh uh, i think we've tried it all and it just doesn't no there's there's no road that works down here we have um we have the highway in Ontario. It's called the 401. It's like infamous. It's an infamous highway. And because essentially it just, it it's like the big highway in Ontario. It goes straight through Toronto all the way around Southern Ontario. Um, it's like, I think it's the highest speed, highest speed you can go. It's like a hundred kilometers. It's, I think that's the highest in Ontario. Anyway, it's like our main fucking highway, right? Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of, at least a lot of my buddies call it the 4-0 the construction site because it is constantly, <laughs> constantly under construction. Like there's not a 
there's not a second the 401 isn't being worked on because every fucking summer summer you come back the spring and there's new cracks from the ice just destroying our fucking highway i completely understand that like (laughs) that is life in southern louisiana um yeah so i i learned something new and that ice destroys uh asphalt right absolutely destroys it yeah learn anyway today (laughs) well you know we've we've had our little intro and we do actually have a little bit of Habs news um unfortunately we have some fucking shitty Habs news as well but if you want because I know he's your boy we can talk about the positive Habs news if you would like (laughs) to take us away okay so with uh I mean, it's crazy. Like, uh, do we even have a timetable of the AHL coming back? Not to my knowledge. I don't even think we have an official NHL timetable. It could be December. It could be January. It's probably not going to be December at this point. So while things are still fucking wonky, um, you're seeing a lot of players get moved around, putting on loan. That way they can continue to play, continue to to, to keep their bodies in shape and mentally charged to – Come back, you know. So uh one of my favorites, Josh Brook, was uh is being loaned to the DEL uh and it's uh I'm trying to pronounce this right. It's uh Creffield uh Penguin. Uh, it's penguin, but that's apparently I had to look it up on how to pronounce it, and it's pronounced penguin, I guess. So I could have butchered that. It would be no surprise, right? <laughs> but uh, I did my best, and that's where he's headed. I looked up their logo. It is interesting. It looks like a very angry, um, less, lessly pronounced uh, Wilkesbury uh, penguin. And just to clarify, this is in Germany. Yes. I don't know if you mentioned that. <laughs> no, I did not. Oh. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce their the DEL's like actual name. That's why I hit with DEL. I'll give it a it was shot. I've never actually seen the DL DL hockey. What's it called? The DEL. Oh, the Dutch, the Dutch Ice Hockey Liga. Is it Deutsch or Deutsch? Deutsch. Because I know Deutsch. that Deutsch is how you say. Like, isn't that, that what word. they call Germany? Like the yes. fatherland, Deutsch. Deutschland. Deutsch Ice Hockey Liga. That's how I would. But you okay. got it's like German, so you gotta be like, Deutsch Eishockey Liga, like really angrily. I don't know. They're not. They're not an angry group of people. They just have a very intimidating, fun language that I learned bits of. Wait, didn't you take German in high school? Yes. And why am I? Why am I trying to pronounce this? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess it, I guess it was off, funny, man. dude. It was it was a great content piece, right? It's like me trying to pronounce that guy's last name. Uh, so that guy, Lefavre, 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 dude, getting it. Um, yeah, I took German, and we can definitely go into uh, a fun story about what I learned in German uh, one day. But uh, to get back on track a little bit, Josh Brooks, it. Jo- I love that I add the S on his last name, and I'll never fucking stop for some reason. Every single time. Josh Brook. I've just stopped trying to correct you. (laughs) So Josh Brook is heading over there, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if I ever got his jersey, you know, if he ever made it, or when he makes it, because I have faith in him, um, that I would be confused (laughs) why there's no S on it, like thinking it's a knockoff, because I just can't pronounce it right. Um, But, yeah, so Josh Brook is heading to Germany to play. And uh, I think that's awesome. You know, I think it's cool that these guys are getting a chance to not suffer and sit around and just wait until there's news. They're going to get a chance to go play. And what, what cool way, what cool life experience will you get going into a, a completely different area of the world to go play your favorite thing in the world? Yeah. Like what an amazing experience to like, not only go and play hockey and continue to like stay in shape, get ready for next season, but also just to see the world. Like 
I, I would love to go to Europe one day. Like that, that is on the bucket list. I'm going to do that before I die. And to be able to go over, like, obviously there's restrictions with COVID and you're there to do a job. He's there to keep in shape. But like, man, if I got like a a bye week of some sort, I might take like a day or two to go visit Paris or something, you know, like, I think that's just an amazing life, life opportunity for him. Yeah. So it's like admits the, you know, the, you know, un unknowing of what's going on. These kids are getting an absolute, you know, gift to go play in, in another league, see what it's like on the, in the other side of hockey, you know, across the pond and really get a chance to see parts of the world that they might not have had a chance to see yet, you know, cause I'm sure that these, I don't know what the pay difference would be. Right. But it's like, I'm sure that like, these guys have some money that they, if they wanted to, they could go see the world. Um, oh, definitely. But what, what an amazing experience at, at such a young age too. You know, it's not, you know, it's not like mid career. He's 21 along with most guys going over there. They're, they're in their, you know, late teens, early twenties, getting a chance to experience what it's like in a different league. That's considered probably the, you know, the better league in their area and get to explore a little bit of the world while you do what you love. So hope Josh Brooke does a great job and Keffield penguin and, um, best of luck to him and hopefully you know hopefully he comes back with a little a little something extra he learned a little something over there yeah definitely and just to add on to that before we move on um what an amazing spotlight for european hockey too this covid has definitely harmed european hockey a lot i know a few of the minor divisions have had to shut down which is catastrophic and i know especially in the uk um, where our own Odd Man Rush is based. He also runs the European podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, they've had issues with getting the league started back up. I'm not entirely sure what's going on now. I'm sure if you want to learn more about it, check out that podcast. But um, what a great spotlight for these European teams. All these NHL prospects are coming over. Um, you know, even just NHL guys. Joe Thornton was over playing with Switzerland in... Mm-hmm. Uh, or not Switzerland, was no, it Austria? Uh, anyway, he was a little bit of I was going to say Finland. So oh, one yeah. of us could be right. And, you know, it's likely both of us are wrong. But, oh, <laughs> but you know, I like to I like to keep positive. But like you said, yeah, you've got eyes on the game in leagues that, you know, viewers probably weren't viewing those leagues before. So that's great for European hockey. And then also, you know, I'd hate to say that, like, you know, but it, it's a part of the game. Sometimes you don't make it in the NHL, right? This could be a great foot in the door for another league, right? Like, not yeah, saying that nice. these guys that are going over there don't have the, the caliber to make it to the NHL, but what a great, you know, resume, you you know, like what a great addition to your resume that you can have that you've played in the league. And these guys might, you know, want to keep you around or you know if 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 you ever have a chance that you can make it over there like what says a team doesn't like what you gave them at your 21 years of age that you don't get a chance to do it again so shit take the opportunity you know um and like you were saying with odd man rush it it is it does suck that it it, they're having problems starting back up but this has got to be such a fun time to have start to have started his new their new podcast and you got all these big name youngsters coming in, you know, in Europe to play. So, I mean, what a time to, to, to start that. Yeah, definitely. And on that note, a uh, another Habs player. My my boy, my, my boy. <laughs> with heavy heart. Yeah, it's with a heavy heart. I have to announce that the most exciting Habs prospect other than Cole Caulfield, and I'm talking about Matthias Norlander, has been injured in the Swedish Hockey League. He suffered a shoulder injury while playing in the uh, fuck, I can't say it. The Kjelgle, the uh, I don't, Corey, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's like mm-hmm. this tournament, this nation's tournament. He got selected to play for Sweden with the men, so that was a big, a big deal. It's like the Kjinka 
I, I cannot say it to save my life. I'm literally leaving you to. I'm you, sorry yeah, you're, you're crashing and burning, and I can't help. You're just. But I'm not me. gonna make it any better. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna produce. I'm not gonna produce anything aud- audible out of uh, what I would make. But uh, it does suck. Um, as of yesterday, I don't. I haven't seen any new updates. You know, they they're saying uh, they took them off the ice in the third period uh, between their game uh, Sweden versus Russia. Uh, shoulder upper body area but it's it's looking like it's more of a show of a shoulder thing um and then the Swedish ice hockey association um had quoted that it was it was a precaution so you know hopefully today we get an update on what's going on um it's it's a tough loss um you know he's playing uh, right now for, for for Lunda when he's not in the tournament. He's played 13 games. He's got a goal and three points. Playing exceptionally um, as well, I might add. Yeah. So I mean, it. I don't. Really, it's like odd man rush. I wish you were right here. That 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 could tell us a little bit more about about his play style in this tournament. But uh, I'm sure it's a devastating loss. This kid, we know of his caliber, and I'm sure him playing there is is no different you know so i'm sure this is a tough loss for sweden and uh we hope that it is nothing major and that matthias uh norlander can come back healthy and continue to play um some just amazing hockey yeah and like you said they've said it's probably like nothing it's precaution but you know let alone it's still it's never fun for someone who is quoted his biggest fan not me you uh, that your, you know, your favorite up and coming guy gets hurt. Like it's a gut shot, you know? So we wish uh, Mateus Norlander the best in recovery if, if needed. And hopefully it's just a, a precautionary thing. And he's back on the ice today if they play. Yeah, definitely. And moving on to some less serious. Actually, I no, think this more, is fucking more serious. serious. I don't think it's as like, I, I it's hard to say that it's more serious than an injury of a player, right? But this is a fun topic, and that's what makes it so serious. I think it matters. I think I think it matters. Discussing <laughs> the, the real issues here from Habs fans. You know, fuck roster debates. Fuck lineup debates. I want to talk about jerseys. Okay? I think this is the favorite of a lot of people, right? Except the NHL. They, they, they're not a fan. We were talking about this. The NBA has much better jerseys than the NHL. It really is the culture, right? Like, they don't take the legacy of the jersey itself as serious, you know? It's like it's like putting, let's say, uh, Alabama, right? So we're going to go SEC talk for a second. I don't like football, Alabama. really. So it's like it's putting Alabama would represent the NHL. That is the crest. That is the jersey. You're not going to fucking change it, really. You know, like maybe subtle differences. And then the NBA is fucking the Oregon Ducks, you know, with 37,000 differences, you know. Combinations I feel like of you may have just lost a large majority of our viewers with the college football uh, references there. Okay. It is... Like KD oh, is fucking hell. K- KD is the NHL doesn't change. KD is great. Doesn't change remains great to you. I've never tried it. Sorry. We'll get it. Actually, we'll get into that in a little bit. That is that is the the ending uh, that I have saved. So it's like that's KD. That's the fucking ending, right? And then the NBA is a fast food joint that is forever changing their shit i don't you know what I i'm like losing it. right but like i, I like think it. that the sec talk and and the college football that was a better explanation but if i'm trying to say it to fucking canadians which is a little hard from southern louisiana that kd is the nhl it's not fucking changing and then whatever you would think is a changeable thing in food would be the NBA. You know what? Fair. I think um, the NBA does a lot better at marketing itself than the NHL does. And that's a topic for another day. 
But I do think that the product of that has been some really fucking nice jerseys because they're not afraid to take risks. And like you said, there's less history with it. So you're not going to get a bunch of angry French guys. Yeah, but it's like the NBA is like you for messing with the Blue Blanc Rouge, right? Right. The NBA is hip. It's allowed to make mistakes, you know, and it's like the NHL really isn't. And like the only thing I can say right now is the The closest tries to be hip. But it just yeah, it it's like it's like that fucking meme of Steve Bashimi like dressed as like a little skater kid, and he's like, "What's up, dudes?" Like in a high school, you know, like he's <laughs> trying, right? Um, the only thing I can consider close to the NBA's goofiness of of just creating jerseys is Dallas's new fucking uh, Chernobyl jersey. You know, their paintball jersey, <laughs> their uh, Chernobyl jersey. Um, you know, like that's. That is the closest, like literally what we do for all-star games is what the NBA does as a regular fucking jersey, you know? God, I got to say those Dallas jerseys suck. I don't like them. I don't but like anyway, them. that like does them. lead to what our point is. We have been discussing for a little bit and we want to share the discussion. What the fuck should Montreal do for their alternate? Now, I personally have two options that I think I've told you about, Corey, that I am in love with, and I know you are in love with one of them. But the first one is the blue jersey that has been circling around Habs Media. I have posted, reposted a version. Um, it's sexy. It's fucking sexy. And, and a lot of Canadians might not like it, right? They don't want to have the blue jersey, right? They don't want anything. But it is so oh, perfect, right? So that's where I'm going. But it is so perfect because once you get past your ego and you realize that it's the biggest taunt to the Toronto Maple Leafs fucking fans ever is for the Canadians to have a fucking blue alternate and we just beat the shit out of them in blue Every time. And I will point out that our uniform is called the Bleu Blanc et Rouge. Bleu comes first. And it's always our our tertiary color. (laughs) Yeah, like, but, you know, blue is in our name. It's in our jerseys. I have no issue with it at all. I think it's a fucking gorgeous jersey. We will repost it. it. It's so We're going to post a poll with our top three that we pick. It's just pretty. Like, it's such a crisp, refreshed look to it the most iconic jersey in the world and that's the thing that that's why i love it too because we've seen a lot of these alternates and you reminded me and i'm sad to say you reminded me i'm kind of upset that you had to put the image back to my brain of the fucking candy cane alternate winter classic alternate bullshit we had a few years ago with the well there's the stripes and the the like weird flag and the CAC on it. And they were just the ugliest fucking jerseys ever created. If like, I, I believe it's like the 1911, 1912 Jersey and they brought it back. Uh, and so it is, fucking, <laughs> it's, it's something so else. I'm ugly. sure it looked, I'm sure it was like the sleekest model in, in 1912 where they were crank starting engines, you know, with, with the fucking, the wind up in the, in the front of the fucking vehicle. But, uh, it did not transition. Well, it looks like something out of a fucking Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> just like, just totally fucked and weird and just, so like it's something i'd love to delve into right like uh especially like in the future episodes like we have such a it's weird to say like because it's one of the only jerseys that we have that is completely different from all the other jerseys that we have because every jersey a little bit after that is basically the same just tweak just the the smallest bit which i think is part of the the appeal of the ch though because montreal is montreal is a special organization because it's remained it it just represents at least not lately and i think you know you can say what you want about montreal 
fans still clinging to the 24 cups, but, and I do think that the golden era of Montreal is well behind us where we may be approaching a new one, but it's been a long time since the dynasties of the seventies, the sixties, you know, the fifties, but Montreal is still the most prestigious and historic franchise in hockey. And the fact that the CH has remained unchanged and unscathed, except for that one blemish that was, that like was the CH's predecessor. Like it, the CH hadn't come about yet. The NHL didn't even exist when that Jersey did. Um, I just think it adds to the appeal of the organization. It adds to the kind of mysticism of the Montreal Canadiens. And that's why I love this blue jersey because it's basically just an inverted jersey. The color scheme's been inverted and the CH remains untouched, which I think is just the way you got to do it. It just, it's untouched, it's unscathed, and you're keeping that, you know, that history alive with it. Now, the only, the only time, uh, in, in recent history that we've played with the crest itself that I really liked was our um, winter classic versus Boston. I thought it was, it was, I'm not the biggest fan of away jerseys, but I think that we nailed an away Jersey. I don't think a lot of teams really nail their away jerseys in these outdoor games. And I think that we're one of the few teams that did, I thought it was refreshing the way that they, what they did with the logo. And it was, I, from looking at previous logos, I feel like it was like a really good homage to like the um, 22, 23 um, logo that they had, which With was the globe, right? Uh, no, no, no. The globe was the 24, 25. Jeez. But they did have it. They, they, had had it on, the globe. they had it on the shoulders, which <laughs> yes, I they was... did, which, which they brought it up. And um, so the one that I'm talking about, which is the one where it's the white, uh, C with just the outline uh, and the H is in red, which did last all the way to the 24-25 season, which I guess is when they alternated the globe crest, which blows my mind. I did like that they did put it as a patch on the shoulders. That is a, That was a nice homage to it. Um, I just – I think that's the prettiest away jersey I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um, and I know that if you're not a Canadian listener – and you're just listening to us ramble on about how perfect our fucking logo is and our jerseys, so be it. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, we just we just have a really great jersey. And um, it's got such a crazy history. Like, um, like you know, how you were saying the, uh, the inverted is beautiful with the blue. Like, I think that our away jersey in that era, uh, you know, in that game was just fantastic. Um, I still think that the crest needs to stay as is. I'd, uh, the CA one's okay. I know it, it stands for – it was Canadians Athletic. Um, but I think the CH is just the symbol. Like, you don't – we've mastered that symbol. You don't touch it anymore. What can we do around the – you know, around it to make it look so much better? Here's the thing. I – I am totally with you on that, and I agree the CH should remain untouched. But I did mention I had a second option that I fucking love. <laughs> and it's not even the same organization. And I'm sure diehard Montreal historistas. Just historistas? Like I don't know. Baristas? I don't know what I you would that. call. Just I love fucking, that. That was sick will absolutely hate this idea. There's been a picture circulating on the internet for a good year and a half now where someone has edited Brendan Gallagher into wearing a Montreal Maroons jersey, and it's picked up steam as an alternate. And I've got to say, those Montreal Maroons jerseys, they fucking nailed it. They were around before the NHL and they nailed those jerseys like over a hundred years ago. They're fucking gorgeous. If you haven't seen them, it's basically just a maroon jersey with a white M on it, and that's it. It's fucking gorgeous though. It's got the stripes um on the on the arms and then the lower part of the chest. 
Um, it screams collegiate hockey, right? Um, like to me, maybe, right? You know, like oh, it reminds me of it reminds me of where Cole Caulfield's playing, you know. And someone could have been like, well, this idiot could have definitely said like uh, Missouri or like, Michigan, but um, it's it's just beautiful. Like it, it's simplistic, just like our jersey is now. Um, I don't care what people say. We're young, right? And Mason's way younger than me, but like, so maybe we don't fall into that. Oh, you can't talk about shit like this. Like it'll, it'll upset you. It's like, nah, this is a refreshing view of it. Right. We just want to see something fun. And if I guess what I would say to that is if you're going to be, if you're going to give us shit for Mason loving the Montreal Maroons Jersey and, and thinking that would be a great alternative if you if you got the balls to shit on that, but also have the balls to admit to having twenty four Stanley Cups, that's included. So you know we're all contradicting ourselves one way or another. Uh, would I love it? Yeah, I think it's a beautiful fucking jersey. Uh, it reminds me, like I went into telling you, of the Mystery Alaska jersey, which is a lot different. You know, it's brown, so it some people would find that unappealing. I think it's just a really sick look. And uh, it's going to go straight into a side segment where Mason has not seen Mystery Alaska. <laughs> yes, but on that note, too, just to kind of like, because I understand it's a different organization, but they're a legitimate club. They won the Stanley Cup twice. Um, great hockey legend, like Toe Blake played for them. King Clancy, like just a bunch of phenomenal like hall of famers these guys are played for this team not only that but the forum the famous montreal forum was built for the maroons and they shared it with the canadians but you know they shared the hockey mecca like that is the most famous as purely hockey like you could say madison square garden but as purely just for hockey the forum was probably the biggest, you know, most well-known. You could make the the argument for TD Garden, Madison Square Garden, Maple Leafs Garden, etc. But the Forum was king. Um, you know, there there is a connection, so I don't think it would be it would go that far out of the realm of possibility. Um, I don't think it would be too far-fetched to use the Montreal Maroons logo. And personally, like, I'm all for the blue inverted Habs logo. I think it looks awesome. But I got to say, like, I don't think there's a sexier option than those Montreal Maroon jerseys. They're absolutely just purely from like a, uh, I guess, like a, a greedy fan want a cool jersey kind of vibe. I, I got to be team Maroon's jerseys. I like that concept. I feel like if that gets used, though, it's on like a Thursday game, right? It's going to it's going to be not brought in as much. And that's why I would want to go with the blue as feeling like the blue can be inserted into a lot more games. Therefore I could see it more like in action, you know, like uh, I feel like, like how they're doing with uh, like Carolina did with, um, with the whalers Jersey, you know, it's, it's on specific games. I feel like that is, it would be beautiful to bring in the Maroons for, for shit like that. I would just want to see these amazing jerseys in action a little bit more. That's why I'm going to lean towards the blue, considering you probably see a little bit more of it. Yeah, fair enough. But it is a super hard pick. If it's not if, – if I don't have to put that into thought, I'm going to go Maroons. I think it's just a beautiful jersey. It's, it's something we're known for is simplicity, but beautiful and dis, uh, distinguished, right? And I think the Maroons jersey – in itself just embodies that maybe that's me. I grew up in the South. I still live here. And that screams, you know, like the sports I grew up around, like very simple look, very simple design means a shitload to the fucking people wearing it. Right. Um, but uh, I, I would just be remiss if I didn't bring up mystery Alaska for a second. So it's a film from 1999 <laughs> and uh, it's fucking amazing. Uh, it's a little beyond its years now. Like there's some cringy moments in there with uh, a certain a certain player. 
Um, but it's if you do your history a little bit, it's, it's loosely based on the 1905 Stanley Cup between Dawson City Nuggets and the Ottawa Senators. Um, but basically, uh, just a quick gist, and I haven't seen the movie in the last year, so if I'm wrong, like, fuck, just chalk it up to being Southern. Um, so this guy leaves his fucking hometown of Mystery, Alaska, which you have to leave by fucking plane or helicopter or some shit like that because it is in the remote wilderness you know like you can't fucking reach it it's it's isolated well the guy comes back he makes a fucking name for himself and he wants he, he comes back with this uh, with this uh want to have the the mystery alaska team play the new york rangers and it's going to be televised and it's going to it's going to put mystery alaska on the map so this is just a bunch of guys that are diehard, you know, hockey, hockey fans, hockey players. They, it's just in their life. It's in their blood. It, it, you know, the community is built around the Saturday night game, I believe it is, or Sunday. And it's all about the preparations of building this, this NHL caliber rink for these guys, to, these guys to play in. Now they're going into it thinking that they're going to play pond hockey style. Uh, turns out they're not, but at the end of the movie, it's like, it's like basically, you know how you hear all this shit that's going on, like uh, like perfect for last year, for instance, um, when there was so much shit going wrong with the um, the Winter Classic in the South and in, in you know Dallas, so like we were concerned that the the ice wasn't gonna stay at a solid, you know, solidity to where it was playable. And there was just shit going wrong left and right. It's basically what's going on in the film, but it also goes into the lives of these, you know, this community that literally lives around watching this game every weekend. But it's super sick. They all get ready in a fucking shack. And uh, it's like one of the coolest things ever. Like, you know, they don't walk down to the ice. They literally have like a zigzag path that leads down the hill to to the little rink. So it's like, an iconic moment in hockey movie history because without for me, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of hockey. So a lot of my childhood was rewatching these movies until they destroyed themselves on VHS. Uh, I highly recommend watching this fucking movie, dude. I highly recommend it. <laughs> it's super cool. It's nice. Like it's a, it's a really good jump back into the past of like nineties, uh, everything. Um, I think Kurt, Oh, no, not Kurt Russell. Uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe's in it. Uh, it's just a really sick film. And um, I don't know anything about, you know, hockey communities. But this is, as a child, what I thought hockey communities were like. You know, a small town, little hockey community. So um, I'm sure the listeners have seen it. Um, and I'm not really surprised my 18-year-old co-host has not. <laughs> well i might have to check it out you've sold it pretty like my pretty dad watched well. this film and like my dad liked hockey but like not like you know it's not the sec it's not the new orleans fucking shitty saints you know like but he loved this movie and uh you know my dad always showed me the best shit so i remember sitting down watching it with him as a kid and i loved it i didn't understand what the fuck was going on but i loved it and then it just i just kept with it Fair enough. Like you, you, like I've said, you sold it pretty well. Oh, and fucking Mike Myers is in it, and he's basically playing playing like a Don well, Cherry. Now I have. If you say no more. You should have led. It's uh, have led with Mike My another Canadian legend, Mike Myers. Dude, it, it's uh, it's super sick. Not gonna lie, it was a really good film. Um, but like it had it had like craziness in it, like uh, the New York Rangers. You had like it's a fictional roster in the film because a lot of the players didn't want like the, a lot of the actual New York Ranger players at the time did, didn't want anything to do with this film. Hmm. But like there was an opportunity for them to be in a film. Right. And they just, they were just not wanting to do it. Um, I don't know why, but then again, I, I, you know, I don't live in hockey community and I'm sure it would have been aggravating as fuck to film and then worry Bert about Reynolds was in this as well. Yeah. Uh, I think he plays the, um, he plays like the mayor or some shit of the town. Gee, what a cast. Damn. No, I think I fucked that up. He's not the mayor. Um, 
it, dude, I'm literally going to watch this when I get the fuck. Like, when we're done and I'm done editing, my wife will not be home for, like, the next couple hours. I'm <laughs> full-on watching fucking Mystery Alaska with Turkey, who I have a newfound respect for. That's my friend now. Phil Esposito's in the movie. That's pretty awesome. Dude, uh, gr- dude it's such a great film, dude. How have I never heard of this before? Um, all right, so Russell Crowe's character has, a, like, the old metal goaltender um thing you know that you practice on mm-hmm. and it's based off of ken dryden that's awesome uh and it that is awesome so it was a uh i'm on i imdb now just because i was trying to figure out where it was filmed uh it was supposed to be in Rossland, british columbia which is where they filmed miracle uh, but it was they formed miracle in Canada. <laughs> they filmed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh no. That's what it is. Shout it. Uh, but it was actually filmed in Canmore, Alberta. So I don't, I could, I could point out where the big names are on the map, but I was I, maybe you thinking probably, you might you know. Think I know is, where dude. some dusty town in Alberta is. That's rude. That's rude. It's Alberta. I'm not going to call it dusty, but Alberta's dusty. That's the real boonies. Alberta. Jesus. You think I live in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> I go to Alberta. Oh, man. What the fuck is in Alberta? I don't know. I don't I wonder, I, like, you, like, why, why, like, I don't understand how anyone signs in Edmonton. There's nothing to do there. There's a mall. That's it. A mall in oil fields. Isn't it like a sick mall? It's like there's like the old joke was always that. Oh, Burt Reynolds is the fucking judge. Oh, there you go. The old joke was always that the Edmonton Mall had a stronger naval fleet than Canada, the Canadian <laughs> military, because I'm not kidding. There, It has two submarines in it. What? Yes, the Edmonton Mall has two submarines. There's like a huge indoor, like, you can't even call it a pool. It's like an indoor lake that they have submarines in. Like, that's Canada, just, Canada doesn't have any submarines. That's like a weird military. flex. I know. That is a weird fucking flex. Um, that, like, I'm pretty sure, don't, don't the Oilers play in the mall? No way. Or like, I, they used to or something. They had like a practice facility in the mall. That'd be tight. Go to JC Penny's and come out and catch a little scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, but I, I bet you that's horrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, they play in the West Edmonton Mall. No. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if you've noticed a like running theme of like, at least for my experience of Canadians is we just shit on all the other parts of Canada. I know, dude. Y'all are, like, so territorial. It's funny. Hey, man. It's all right. We kind of do the same, but, like, sports-based for, like, the South, you know? Fair enough. I'm just pointing out that, like, just constant flat land can only be interesting for about five minutes, but... To each their own, I suppose. Well, apparently they have great uh, stakes or some shit like that. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's fucking Alberta. I don't know. I don't. I mean, like you know, I don't do that anymore. But uh, Alberta beef is is a common used thing, I guess. Well, yeah, it's, it's Canada's breadbasket. There, there's farms, oil, and a mall. Word. And so like, it's, it's your cowboy capital. Alberta is the cowboy capital. Yes, one hundred. All of like Canada's cowboys come from Calgary and Edmonton. And like, all right, dude, this could this could make medi- people like laugh or get upset. I is it Calgary or is it Calgary? Or is it different for everyone? They just Calgary, say it however the fuck they want. Or is it Calgary? Calgary. Calgary. I, I should. Calgary, Calgary. I feel like I say both. I say Calgary. Okay. It's like when people pronounce Toronto, Toronto. No, it's Toronto. 
Toronto. I get it. It's how people say New Orleans from not from New Orleans. My favorite clip is Tucker Carlson pronouncing Ottawa. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yes. Ottawa. Ottawa. Like no. <laughs> no. He's he he's doing his best like white guy trying to talk trying to speak Native American language impersonate. Actually that that literally is what he is. Ottawa. Okay, so um I would love for him to try and pronounce Strafeport. Dude, I'm so happy you brought this up. I'm so happy you brought this up. We folks have stumbled into our rant and our ramblings. Welcome to the rambling section of our episode. You Should we just it. do an outro and just consider this the like the after hours? Habs nightly's over. It's now <laughs> it's now our thirty minutes. This long is not outro. the after hours. This is I gotta state it. Shreveport Mudbugs are fucking back. <laughs> they played their first game Friday, right? And they were playing against uh, Wichita Fall Warriors, right? It's a Texas team. They just rebranded themselves. Their logo is a shield with Texas in the middle of it. And literally um, the fucking Spartan helmet looking thing that uh, Vegas uses. And uh, their color schemes is like a bronze and black. Pretty cool. Maybe it's more copper. Anyway, Shreveport's fucking back. They were getting their ass beat. And game one, came back, won that shit. Game two, they lost by two. Is what it is. But what a great way to start the fucking season is with a with a first win. So one kid got a hat trick. Don't know your name, but fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. Can't wait to go to a game. Uh, Shreveport is how it's pronounced. It is Louisiana's. Uh, you, speaking of a fictional place. Sure. <laughs> uh, what, what is this it's louisiana's bread and butter for fucking hockey and it's back shreveport it's in the top left uh area of the louisiana map it's it's where if you're looking at it as a boot it's right where you would have the little hook to like put your little finger through to help you get into the boot it's up in that region see i'm not acknowledging that this place exists why but do I see that there's a Bass Pro Shops right down the street from the arena? I wouldn't be surprised. Bass because Pro that Shops is, is like... the most hillbilly shit. <laughs> dude, it's, it's the South. Like, dude, I think Bass Pro <laughs> Shops and uh, I think the other one's Cabela's. That's like Cabela's is a great store. That those two are like national landmarks of the South. Like, Texas has Bucky's, but the South in general has fucking Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops. Ah, bro, we got Cabela's and Bass Pro up here. Okay, well, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know where it originated, but I'm sure. Oh, it was definitely the South. Yeah. Bass Pro was definitely the South. I don't know about Cabela's. A lot of, lot of fishermen. Louisiana is called the sportsman's paradise because you can do all, all different types of hunting and recreation shit down here. Fair enough. Fair enough. The mud bugs are real. We're back. Uh, we have a sick new fucking jersey, son. We went back to the purple and teal colors. Well, like, I'm sorry. Ew. We we've always had that. And don't you dare say ill. Uh, but like the, the jersey scheme this year looks really tight. I was really hoping we'd go back for uh, a couple seasons ago. We had what the Montreal Canadians have that beautiful fucking three-colored uh, stripe that goes across the chest. I missed the fuck out of that jersey. I wish it'd come back, but the new ones look sick. I'll be copping one of them as soon as I get a chance to go up there. Huh. So do your research. You can watch the games. And um, it's Louisiana's hockey, so you can pretend like it doesn't exist. And I'll always tell you how fun it is to watch the games. You know what? I may if if these fictional this fictional team can win a few more fictional games in your mind, I might acknowledge the existence of Shreveport. Dude. <laughs> I swear. There's gotta be a team somewhere close to your rural Canadian area 
And if I was so, if I had the money, I would put the Shreveport Mudbugs to play your closest fictional mm. fucking team. See, I don't know about that because the Coburg Cougars, they uh, they did really well in Junior B last year. Good for them. Okay. And the port, the Port Oak Panthers won Junior C a few years ago. Okay. So. Well, the Mudbugs won the NAHL title in two thousand. What in the fuck is the N N N N Triple H L title? It is the title. It is the title of champions. I feel like the the Shreveport Mudbugs are like a glorified beer league for sixteen year olds. For oh, are they like a sixteen year old hockey team? They're young. They're young kids. Oh, okay. The kids that they they literally go on from here to to get into uh, college or, you know, uh, juniors. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. So With whatever, that, whatever shitty junior team you got, I, I put the mud bugs. I, up I'm, I'm going to be I'm honest. I'm sure our logo is going to blow theirs out the fucking water too. Well, our, our junior B team has like NHL draftees. Good for them. I'm, I would put Justin, these young Justin kids. Williams played for the Cobra <laughs> Cougars. Is he there now? Yeah, he he's no, he's not playing junior B. Well, then guess what? I don't see them winning. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know we'll end off with a go mud bugs go. It's been a good episode. We've let's claw up Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> um, folks, if you if you liked our Jersey ramblings, um, this is this is something that we both really love to do. I love jerseys. Uh, I wish I was like Tom Franklin and and purchase my 99th fucking jersey uh i just don't have money like that that's that's an issue that, Dude, that's an it's issue. not an issue it's a fucking dream um <laughs> but we love talking jerseys if, if this is something you guys would be interested in i'd love to go into the history of the montreal Canadiens jerseys i'm sure mason would too um if you liked what you heard today please continue to listen and and let us know you know hit us up on twitter or um uh, any, any way you can, you can fucking email us. I don't care. Let us know what you like, and we will continue to do it for you. Yeah, definitely. And you can follow us on Twitter at HabsNightly. That's me. And you can find Corey, a.k.a. The Bayou Benders, at The Bayou Benders. Just Bayou Benders on Twitter. And, you know, I think that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, we appreciate the support. I've been myself. Corey has been the phenomenal Bayou Benders. And this has been Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. You guys have a great week. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.